0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to our Sunday morning service here at the Community Church in Favisham. I hope you've had a good time with us so far this morning. And now I'm just going to uh, continue our sermon series, Identity. Now, if you were to look up the word identity in the dictionary, it would say something along the lines of this. Who a person is or the qualities of a person or group that make them different from others. So identity, it's a big thing our culture. Who am I? What am I? What is my purpose? These are all important questions. I think something that we all need to engage with and probably do all engage with to one degree or another. Who we believe we are shapes how we live our lives. It informs our everyday decisions and interactions with those around us. Therefore, it's really important that we wrestle with this subject of identity that we ponder who we are and the best way of doing this is to come to the author the one who was has written us into the grand story of life if you want to know about a character in a book or a film, you can read a book or a film and that tells you a certain amount about the character and his identity. But if you really want to get to know that character, actually you'd learn a lot more by going to the author. They can tell you so much more about, about um who they intend that character to be, what they intend them to do, and the outworking of this and how it affects their interactions with the world around them. Now God has written us into his world, he has created us, he sustains us. So it makes perfect sense to come to Him for the truth of who we are. So we've already been going a few weeks in this series on identity, and we started off uh, with this thing of accepted, and we've seen how all of our sins are forgiven, how we are redeemed, and how we are children of God. If you have saved, if you have faith in Christ as your Lord and Savior. Now, over the next three weeks, we're kind of moving on from the accepted theme and looking at security. Now, if you're not a Christian and you're watching this or listening today, I encourage you to ponder what is said, to engage with it, to, to let it challenge you, to think about actually, do you see any truth in this? Is there a danger that we can build our identity on things like what car we drive on, our job, on relationships, and actually then what happens Uh, when these things are taken away from us. And actually, if that leaves us um, in this place of being void and empty, actually, is that really something we should be building our identity upon in the first place? Does that really depict who we are? If not, where do we find the truth of who we are? So I just encourage you to listen to what's being said, to ponder it. And if you have any questions come up at all, please do contact us. Our contact page is on the website. So today uh, we're going to specifically focus on assurance, our assurance as Christians, how God will complete the good work he has begun in us. And so we'll be reading from Philippians chapter one and we'll start off just by looking at the first 11 verses. So here Paul is writing to a Christian colony, a Roman colony, in fact in Philippi. Uh, whilst he himself is in chains now he's been in chains uh, longer than he thought he'd be and so you'd imagine he'd be quite downcast but actually you can see that his hope and his assurance in christ um Rises above his situation, and actually, he is glorifying God and rejoicing in God for how the gospel is growing and taking ground, and how Christians are even being strengthened and brought to courage by Paul's imprisonment. It's not like Paul, uh, someone who they know, has been put in prison, so they take a step back. But actually, there's something where God is doing, and God is at work where it's lifting courage out into people to shine even more for Him. And I think actually, at the moment in this season, we need to be. Aware, God what are you saying and what are you doing Lord that we can shine ever brighter as your church there might be things going on that you that around us that make it feel like it's easy to shrink back but actually is God wanting us to spring forwards and the river of life to be flowing from us his church shining as a light in the darkness So Paul is concerned with encouraging the Philippians. He's putting a weight on the importance of believers being unified together in Christ and their commitment to growing in the gospel that Christ has worked in them and is still working and will bring to completion. So here I'm just going to read from uh, Philippians chapter 1. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi, with the overseers and deacons, For you are all partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defence and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness, how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Paul has utter confidence that God who began a good work in these believers is going to bring it to completion and we can see that there is a beginning to this work there is a middle and there is an end God will never let go but will bring about the perfection of the saints by his glorious grace this doesn't mean that life will be easy though Uh, I can say actually for myself I've had a really busy few weeks, quite hectic, quite intense in many ways, a mixture of different things going on. And I have to admit, it's taken its toll on me. It's worn me down a bit. It can be quite tiring. But you know what? God is faithful. He knows our frame. He knows our weaknesses and his grace is sufficient for us. On Wednesday, it was our monthly prayer and encounter evening. And I went into it feeling quite tired and thinking, actually, God, this is going to be quite a challenge for me to engage with this evening. Yet within minutes of us praising God together, I suddenly felt a fresh life within me. I, I just felt God's spirit filling my heart, warming my heart, and it just, just invigorated me for praising Him. There is something in the community of God coming together to worship with one voice, and with to worship in spirit and in truth. And it not only does it glorify God, but it brings refreshment to us. It encourages us. It stirs us. So whatever you feel like this morning, I just encourage you, be expectant to receive from God during the sermon. Come with open ears and open hearts because God wants to encourage you. He wants to prune you. He wants to equip you. He wants to refresh you, that you may be complete, equipped for every good work. I just want to pray for us. Father God, I thank you that all scripture is breathed out by you. It's All scripture is profitable for us. Lord, it reveals you. Lord, help us to see you this morning afresh help us to see more of you and by the power of your holy spirit to be changed to be even more like you for your glory lord god lord i pray that you will come and you will refresh us i pray that you will come and that you will speak to us lord god we long to see your kingdom come and grow in this place and so we just say come Come be at work, Lord. And as we're continuing this season of identity, Lord, I pray that you will just affirm us again in the fact that we are accepted in you and we are secure in you, Lord. And I just pray for anyone that doesn't know you that's listening, Lord, I pray that you will be speaking to them like Lydia in Philippi, Lord, that you will open their hearts that they may see your truth for what it is. Amen. So, as I said earlier we are starting to look at security. Security, whether it's financial security, job security, security for our property, being secure is a thread that is weaved in and out throughout our culture. If we're not careful, we can feel secure as we build our life around things like job security, career progression, we can find our identity in our jobs, what car we drive, how big our house is, even our relationships, yet, These things don't really make us secure at all. Imagine if we lost all these things, if they were taken away from us, stripped away. In fact, many of us may have lost things like this over the last six months. And some of these things have been taken away from us. Where does that leave us? How do we define ourselves? Well, the Bible says that if we build our life entirely upon things like this, when the storms of life come, (laughs) COVID is a great example of that, and and storms will come it's it's like having your built house built upon sand and it will collapse it won't stand to build a house that lasts that that will in essence bring security is by building our lives upon hearing and obeying the word of God it's by making Jesus Christ the center of our lives and following him If we turn back to Philippians 6, we can see clearly that there is a security that comes from following Jesus, from being his disciple. It says, and I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you, so God started the work, he will bring it to completion. It's an intimate thing. He will, Jesus will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ to the day when Jesus Christ returns to judge the living and the dead, the work that has been started in you by God will be brought to completion. Paul has utter confidence that God, who began the good work in the believers in Philippi, will bring it to completion. There is a due date for this completion. It's not an upended kind of, well, at some point, you know, if 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 you actually conform to what I'm trying to do, says so God, I'll, 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 you know, I'll get, I'll get there. No, no, no. There is a due date for it. A date that's been fixed by God. A date where you will be like him because you see him as he is. Let this truth do your soul well. There is a time coming. We are in the last days. That day is coming even closer and even closer. The day of Jesus Christ. That is Jesus' return to judge the living and the dead. Where the work God is doing in us, the work he has started and is still doing, will be completed. Where you shall truly see God as he is and become like him. This is good news this is true security. So we can be secure. The work God has started in us as Christians, he will bring to completion at the perfect time, the day of Jesus Christ. And we will have a perfect, happy, pain-free eternity with him. This isn't some impersonal working from afar, but God delights in doing it. Philippians 2 13 says this For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Let that sink in. God is working in you his pleasure he enjoys working in you he enjoys conforming you to the image of his son he enjoys doing life with you he started the work in us he will complete it and in the meantime he is actively continuing his work in us he will not leave us he will not forsake us but oh it reminds of psalm 23 which it says, his rod and his staff are with me they come for me he is with us he will not let us go notice paul says you are all partakers with me of grace this is in, in chapter 1 verse 7 it says it is right for me to feel this way about you to so he's talking about his affection he's got the affection of christ for them he loves them with the same love of christ he says because i hold you in my heart for you are all partakers with me of grace both in my imprisonment and in the defence and confirmation of the gospel. You are all partakers with me of grace." It's not that we become believers by grace through faith and then move to our own works to work out our sanctification, that is, our growing in holiness. No, but we depend on the grace of God day by day. We can come boldly before his throne of grace and receive mercy and grace to help us every day. He sustains us. He is at work in us, conforming us to the image of his son. As it's he who causes us to bear fruit, it um, it is him that causes us to bear fruit and we see this also in Paul's prayer if we read from verse 9 it says and it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Paul recognises that the fruit of righteousness is not produced in the believer's own power, but through Jesus Christ at work in them. Yet he prays that they will grow more and more in love, that they they from this place of love, they'll make wise decisions from, from this place as they increase in Christ's likeness. Paul recognises our salvation is by grace through faith. Yet also knows that we have a responsibility to take up our own cross and follow jesus yes jesus was crucified for the sin of the world that anyone that puts their faith in him may have eternal life but that doesn't mean we don't have our cross to take up in response as we follow him as we die to self we are not inactive in this process of becoming Christ-like, in this process of sanctification, of becoming more holy. But we look to Jesus. We give ourselves to following him, knowing he is working in us and he will keep us as his own. As we follow Jesus and obey him, we will build our lives upon the rock which can stand the storms of life. So as our identity is in him, no matter what life throws at us. If you look at Paul and everything that he had been through to the point where he's writing to the Philippians, he's near the point of death and um, he's, he, he's just been crushed, it would seem, or could have been by so many things around him. Yet he is full of joy for God. He is like, he, he says, oh, I, could, I could stay here. And be with you and for your good, but I don't know what's better because I could go and be with Christ. I could be with him. I can enjoy his presence. I can I can actually be be as he has created me to be with him in perfect eternal paradise. I'm torn. What is better? Like, wow. Paul has his identity built in the right place so he's not shaken by the things going on in the world around him but his confidence is in the God of God, the Lord of Lords who reigns over all and he is coming and he's not just coming to take his children home but it says he's coming to judge the living and the dead. We all have to give an account for the lives that we've done but praise God that he has made a way That our sin and our shame can be dealt with by Jesus Christ upon the cross. And his perfect sinless life can be given, imputed to us, that we are free from sin and shame and condemnation. That we may live for his glory, by his grace. So listen and hear what Paul has to say in Philippians 3, verse 7 to 12. He's just been listing reasons as to why he could have confidence in the flesh above anyone else. Yet, he says, our own deeds are worthless. They cannot bring holiness. They cannot bring salvation. So this is it, Philippians 3 from verse 7. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ. The righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. That by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection of the dead. Not that I have already obtained this or I am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. If you've put your faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, he has made you his own. We are now secure in him. We are redeemed in him. He's made us his own because he has paid the price for us. We were slaves of sin and he's paid the price to buy us out of slavery of sin. And we are now slaves to righteousness. So let's press on to take hold of this. As God continues the good work he started in us, let's actively participate in the gospel. Knowing he will bring to completion the good work he has begun in us we are secure in him amen i just want to finish uh by praying for us the prayer that paul prayed for in the in the beginning of philippians it's verses nine to 11 and then we're gonna sing in response a song in christ alone and this is just a chance for us to respond to um to what god's been talking to us about this morning A chance to, to if we're aware, we've we've not been seeking God first. It's a chance just to, to say, God, I'm sorry, and God, I, I choose to build my life on nothing less, than Jesus Christ and His righteousness. So yeah, I'm just just gonna just gonna pray for us. Just gonna, as I say, read from Philippians one, verses nine to eleven. It says this. And it is my prayer. That your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Lord, this is my prayer for us, for us as a church, Lord. Lord. By the power of your spirit, cause our love to abound more and more. Let our love grow, Lord God. Let our love not be a static love, Lord. Let it be a love that is all-encompassing, Lord. Give us a love more and more for you, for those around us, for our community, for one another in the church, Lord. Lord when when it says let our love abound more and more that's not something that's not something small but it's like great measure it's like overflowing it's almost like being under a waterfall of love that's coming down I just pray now Lord even now fill us afresh with your love Lord let us taste and see your love oh God come bring refreshing to us Lord, and let this love be at work in us with all knowledge and discernment, Lord God, that we may have love rooted in us, in all that we act, in all that we do, in all that we say, Lord, so that we may approve what is excellent, and that as you are conforming us to the image of your Son, that we may be found pure and blameless on the day of Christ Jesus, filled with the fruit of righteousness, Lord, not just some fruit, but filled with it. Lord, overflowing, filled to the brim with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ. Jesus, we love you. We love you and we long, we long to see more of you. Come, be bearing fruit, multiple fruit in our lives, Lord God. In all that we say and do, to the glory and praise of you, oh God. To the glory and praise of you. Amen.